Welcome to That's Trash with Michael Wachowiak. This week, we are joined by a man who needs no introduction. My father, William Wahoo Wachowiak. We talk about our experience going to the Billy Joel concert this past weekend, and then get into a few other stories my father has that involve people from Carly Simon, to Natalie Wood, to James Taylor, to O.J. Simpson. Here's our conversation. Welcome to That's Trash with Michael Wachowiak. I'm your host, Michael Wachowiak, and this week I am joined by my father, William Wahoo Wachowiak. Hello. It's me, Wahoo. That's you. <laughs> how, are, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. I know we, um, I just came downstairs about uh, f- five minutes ago and I was like, you want to be on the podcast? And he said, yeah. Yeah, I said, do I have to dress up? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, he thought there was a video component, so he said he brushed his hair. Um, but there's there's <laughs> no there's no video, so n- none of you will get to see him. But um, we're here. We're going to talk a little bit about. We went to the Billy Joel concert, um, and it was great. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then I had some of my favorite stories that my dad has that I asked him to share. The ones that are um, appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm sure you could fill up a whole a whole another hour of uh, stories that half a uh, day, yeah, of stories that are probably not uh, meant to be heard. But they're true, but not <laughs> but not what you tell your mother. No, no, no. <laughs> I wrote a little bio about you, so I'm going to read this. This oh, is God. all of your all of your accomplishments. So I said, William Wahuakoiak is famously my father. So that's. Thing number one. Said so number two, outside of that all-consuming task, um, over his seven-plus decades of life, I won't tell you how old he actually is. I'll just say seven-plus. Well, he's 73, Three. we figured out. We actually had to pull out a how old am I calculator because we were debating <laughs> how old he actually was. He is 73. Um, and he has truly been everywhere, as I said, like, to try to go somewhere with him because he always and really knows somebody. You can be in, like, the middle of some, like, Caribbean island and someone's like, hey, Wahoo! Um, (laughs) I said, for the majority of his working life, he was a nurse at both Oakwood and Elderwood in Williamsville and the Bristol Village in Clarence. Um, He's also been a lifelong musician, uh, both singing and playing the saxophone. Um, And he is also a proud uh, disabled uh, vet. He served in the U.S. Navy during Vietnam. And of these dogs right now, it's fine, but they are, if all those little noises you hear are these two cute little miniature dachshunds just shuffling their feet and all through this he managed to raise four kids so please welcome my father hello everybody anything else you want to you want to add to that to that illustrious bio yeah i've I've never been in jail (laughs) shockingly although weren't you at a few protests where they like let you out the back yeah those were uh after uh i was a member of uh Vietnam Vets Against the War and another one which i can't think of yeah and we were in downtown buffalo and uh it was very peaceful. Yeah. We wanted to raise the the disabled flag, and we we put it above the American flag, which we now know you can't do. Oh, yeah, yeah, And the cops, were, the cops marched us in, everybody who was peaceful, into the police station, which was right there, and then opened the door and marched us out the back. <laughs> and he's, he said, he said, guys, there were some girls, too. He said, just behave yourself. He goes, this is... You know, just a peaceful thing, and then we switched everything around. It turned out okay. Yeah, so you you never actually had to spend, like, an evening in jail. You were just... Uh, 
uh, I had a couple of dates like that. And you, <laughs> no. And you also, you've said this before. You managed to get out of the navy without any tattoos, which is impressive. No tattoos. One pier- left ear piercing. Yeah, and that's it. No tattoos. Yeah. So, and also, you were just saying that um, the origin of the Wahoo nickname was from uh, someone, your a teacher who couldn't say the Freshman name. Freshman year in high school teacher. Yeah? Couldn't pronounce my name, so he blistered it to Wahala wa- 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 or whatever. It was Wahoo, <laughs> and that just stuck. My father called me Wahoo. Yeah, well, then once... Did I ever t- tell you in a friend's wedding, we all got these little ma- mason jars that had our, had nicknames on them? Mine says Wahoo Jr. I'll have to, I'll have, I'll have to show you. I have it upstairs. Well, it's that's, official now. Well, well it's funny because there technically like could be a Wahoo Jr. because Billy is... Well, I met one other Legitimately guy. a junior. I met but... one other guy once with that nickname. Oh, really? And it was on prom night for my girlfriend back, <laughs> back in the Stone Age. <laughs> And she goes, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna, I'm gonna meet my my girlfriend's boyfriend. His nickname is Wahoo." And I went, "What?" Yeah, right. So we were calling each first time in my only time in my life I was calling somebody Wahoo all night. Oh my god, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, normally it's it's the other way yeah. around. Um, so we went to the Billy Joel concert. So first, um, so we have been trying to get to go to this concert for a while. It got postponed from last year because of the pandemic. Um. And so I had bought these tickets, I think, in 2019. But first, you've seen you had seen Billy Joel twice before. Yes. Can you tell me about they they were both at the the old odd and then the new odd, yeah, which the, is now the, gone. yeah the odd, and then they re, then they redid it. Yeah. And uh, so one was uh, I would I would say 80 maybe late 70s, and then another one after after they redid redid it and two great concerts. I mean, you can't. If if you even like Billy Joel, when you walk out of there, you're dancing around. He's just phenomenal. Yeah, and, and his that, musicians are beyond the, the, the best. Yeah, that that's something that hit me when we saw him this time. I mean, obviously he was he was great, and he also he was pretty good at. Um, sometimes when people get older, they have a hard time navigating some of their old songs, and he did a good job at either. Re, like changing a, a little bit, or like singing most of the stuff in in his original. He was funny stuff. too. Yeah. Well, that's a common thing. Sometimes you go hear a band you might like, and they act like they just can't wait till get done and get paid. Yeah. And then he he was like bringing the audience in, which is I think one of the major things being a musician myself. Yeah. You got to bring the audience into you. Yeah. And he certainly was a master at that. And you also can't be afraid. Sometimes people don't like to sing their their hit songs. You you have to I mean, you have to sing your hit songs. You have to you have to at least pretend like you like to sing your hit songs. I'm sure he does not want to sing Piano Man every single night, but he knows he has to. It's just the way it is. Well, that's that's what made him. Yeah. And 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 I liked um I said this to to Matt. I don't always love when like when when they like want the audience to sing, but I did love at the concert when the entire crowd sang Piano Man because well, well, they were waiting for that. Well, and everybody was shockingly like on pitch, knew knew the words, like it actually yeah, sounded really. good, which is not normally how you well, expect. The world's largest choir of 50,000 yeah. people. It was wild to be um to be with that many people again. That yeah. was that was a big crowd. Biggest crowd I've ever seen for a concert and the loudest. 
Well, and you said too, um, I had a bunch of friends. I don't think we've, we haven't talked about this, but you leaned over to me at the beginning and you said the, the bass was too, was too loud. And I had friends who were sitting um, kind of above us in the 300 level. And they said up there, it even sounded like you could even barely hear him. And then it did change. And so we think about three, four songs in, someone adjusted the levels because all of a sudden his mic was louder then. Yeah. They, have pe- Oops. they have people walking around in these major deals who are doing exactly that. And they'll mm-hmm. say, cut this, cut, make the guitar louder, whatever. Yeah. It's quieter. Because sound in a place like that is just hard. Like it's never going to be perfect because it's an outdoor arena. You can't, yeah. it, it, you can't necessarily make it perfect, but you can make it as good as you can. Well, you never sang in a yard. Uh, no, <laughs> well, well, and you said too, and I guess I didn't think about this until we were there. Because nowadays, even for someone like him, who's really, you know, he's not, he's not, he doesn't have like dancers. He's just, it's him and his band. Even those sorts of concerts now have lights like that. And you hadn't seen that yet. Like that level of tech with no, just No, I haven't seen that the, level. The motion no. lights and stuff. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it was it was cool. It was one of the best it's on my top 10 list of concerts. Yeah. And I've seen a bunch of them. Yeah, it was uh it was really really impressive and I I, I liked I liked when the um when the piano started moving. Yeah. Remember it was his his I mean, I guess if you're going to sit at the piano for the entire show, you might as well make your piano spin. <laughs> because you gotta have something to like show off. He's done that before. He did it at the odd. Oh, really? Yeah. I like too when they would show his hands, because like I mean, him playing the piano is so well, is so impressive. Makes it more realistic and yeah. Okay, this guy's really doing this, you know. Yeah. Well, and you, you love too. He sang. He sang one of your favorite songs, which I Zanzibar, which I know, but it's not one of his like hit hits. But it's like it's a popular song. Zanzibar. But he was like, and I also liked how he prefaced all of them. He was like, well, this one really wasn't a hit, but then everybody knew the song. Because yeah. after, because when you become a certain level of famous, even your not hits are hits. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, all the, all of the albums. Uh, every one. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you have a bunch of them. Well, I sing with them every morning when I'm working out in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. It's quite the, it's quite the show. If you uh, head over to school street at, uh, you know, at like 7 a.m., you can, you can, you can hear. Well, and I, I remember, and I said this on the post, you and I went to go see um, Moving Out at Shays uh, in like 2007 which was probably the first time that I had really heard his music. And you remember that was the, it was like a, it was a dance show, but there was the band on top and they, they danced to all the Billy, the Billy Joel music. And it was, which works because the, the way that the show works is the whole opening is the scenes from an Italian restaurant, because it's one of those songs where he's, he has characters in it. Do you know what I mean? So you can, it's like, what's the, what's the other long song that you play on Christmas sometimes? It's like a 20 minute song. Somebody's restaurant. Oh, Alice's restaurant. Yes, it's like that where it's it's like a story. It's like a long uh, that's story. A story, song. right? Yeah. yeah, but um, but that's how scenes from an Italian restaurant is. There's all those different um kind of like characters, and they dance, and then the whole show becomes like yeah. a dance, a dance thing. But uh, yeah, the the concert was was great. I mean, do you have any other memories from when you saw him either time before? At Only the that. And I realize as getting old as I am, and you lose a little bit, having been a, done a lot of singing, you use some of the octave, but they changed, they changed it around in such a way that you re- weren't that uh, noticeable. Yeah. Of the of that, plus he's got a background singer, and you could barely tell. And I think some of that is yeah, it's 
Oftentimes, if you lower a song by a half step, people people don't notice. That's what, I mean, what they were doing. A, a whole step you can you can hear. A half step you most people can't. And then, um, yes, he had that incredible backup singer who sang that Italian song towards yeah. the end. And he uh, he. I think he was sweetening some of the higher notes. Like, I think he's singing along with him and sweetening some of the higher stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, too, I had a friend on Facebook um, point out that uh, apparently that guy who sang the Italian song, you'll like this, he is a Billy Joel, like, tribute artist, or he was. And Billy Joel saw him, thought he was so good that he brought him on tour with him. And then what that guy does is apparently he had a show at the Riviera on Sunday when when they come yeah. to town, he then does a show yeah. in town doing Billy songs. So that's he, re- really he, cool. I, I also liked this how he was. I don't know the exact words, but racially, I mean, you don't think of it that way about music. Somebody shows up, they can play a trumpet. Okay, you got it. Yeah, or you don't got it. Yeah, that black girl. Oh, the skinny one. the woman who was doing the percussion, phenomenal saxophone player. Oh well, that that was the shock because she played percussion for most of the evening, and yeah. she and by. By percussion, we mean she was doing all sorts. Like, it wasn't just a drum set. It was a drum set. It was like, it, there were like bongos. There was all this stuff. And then she um, then she pulled out a saxophone for that saxophone trio, which was wild. Yeah. And she played alto, which, uh, yeah. you know, is, if you're going to have a trio, you, you have an alto and a tenor. Yeah. And sometimes, a, a, you know, mostly that. Sometimes a bass. Well, and that, 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 that main sax guy was great. That guy who was just like... He was just wailing away. He's been there for... I don't know if he's the original, but he's been there forever. He was really good. Yeah. Um, it was funny. I was looking on Instagram because, I mean, Billy Joel doesn't like actually use his Instagram. It's like his team doing it. Yeah. But they were tagging all the people and it was showing them doing their warm-up, like being on stage at like noon, doing all of their sound check and all and all that stuff. Because he, he does the show at Madison Square Garden all the, all the time. Um, well, he's got some sort of a record at Central Park in New York. Yeah. For attendance and number of concerts, I was gonna my my plan always was to bring you to one of those at Madison Square Garden. But I'm happy for two reasons: one, it was a lot cheaper to go to the Bill Stadium, and two, you hate New York City, so well, I did not, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to bring you to New York. Except for the day that I ran around 17 boroughs. Oh yeah, that you did, fun. you did do the New York City Marathon. 86, didn't you? yeah. That was fun. That's that's it's before your uh, knees. Whole well, thing about that New York City Marathon, maybe no was, more. Every other corner, there was entertainment. People were singing, mm-hmm. folk music, playing. It was you could not get bored running that race. No, it, it was a lot of fun. Did you did you finish it? No, that one I didn't. My knee blew up right when I got into Central Park. Oof. And that and that's towards that's like the final leg. Right? Uh, about four miles left, something yeah, like that. It's been a while. But that's an that's an accomplishment just to make. I mean, because think about the percentage of people that don't even make it to well, that point. I ran six others, but. That one, my knee just blew up. I had I had to stop. The pain was so bad. Oh God! And That's... they had people that were watching, for, and they drove me up to the. I could have cheated because they drove me up right near the finish line. And you could have just been like, ah. I could have just jumped over that little fence. But I said, I can't do this. It was eight of us. There. Yeah, no, yeah, you can't do you know, that. But... Also, because then it would just be sitting on you for the rest of your life. Like I cheated at. I the, couldn't hang I a medal up that I didn't get. <laughs> You, we do have that magazine in the in the garage that I used to think was real when I was <laughs> when, when I was younger. It's from Darien Lake. You used to be able to put yourself on a magazine. No, that was the one in Ohio. Oh, Cedar Cedar Point. Point. 
And it's a photo of my dad looking like he's on the cover of a running magazine. And when I was younger, I just assumed it was real. And uh, you just unknown, told me it was real. Unknown runner makes wins $100,000 in marathon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which definitely did not happen. But we just assumed. I had an old girlfriend that thought it was real. And she said, what'd you do with the money? <laughs> I said, what'd I you paid say? eight bucks to have this done. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jeez. That, that is... That, that is good. Well, I I loved the concert. I loved I loved being um being being at it's called Highmark Stadium, which is such a bad name. Lowmark. Lowmark. <laughs> Lowmark. And I will say because I mentioned on the podcast uh a couple or last week maybe that I was um one of the things I was complaining about was that I had I didn't like so I haven't even really told you this. I didn't like in the lead up to the event, I didn't like that with the accessibility stuff that I did. I couldn't get a hold of them beforehand. They all kept saying day of, and it was super easy day of people helped us. They got us to our seats. It was super simple, Yeah. but I don't like that. It's day of like, I like let people plan ahead. Like I just don't, that part. I don't, I, my, my favorite part was that the bathroom was only 30 feet away. The bathroom was only 30 <laughs> feet. and the, and the beers. Have you ever had a beer that big? Um, not uh no 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 <laughs> a beer of that big and a beer that expensive i think that's a 28 ounce beer. it was a 28 ounce 15 dollar beer a 15 dollar bud light should be illegal that seems uh you could get what a case of it for that much 30 pack <laughs> yeah so it's 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 a little it's a little ridiculous too. Eh, wait, but yeah yeah it's a special and we got we also scooted out a little early only because we didn't want to we wanted to beat the rush, and we we got we got home in like twenty minutes. We yeah. got home quickly. Well, we beat the rush, that's for sure. Yeah, so that was that was good. Well, we loved the Billy Joel concert. I saw so many of you there. I saw shout out to my friend Bethany Burroughs. I saw you on the Megatron, and I tried to <laughs> tried to take a picture, and it happened so fast. But we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back, and I'm gonna have my dad share two of his stories, which I just think are very fascinating. So we will be right back. And we're back. We took a little bit of a break. We got my dad a beer. We're we're back in it. I want to start with, so we're just going to get into story time here, but you were just telling a story on the same topic about kind of playing, which actually this kind of is fun because we forgot to mention um, the the uh, guy from the Google Dolls uh, was, mm-hmm. was was there and sang, which I was saying, that must have been really cool because the Google Dolls are obviously, you know, are, you know, are, People know who they are, but I don't think they've they've never played. I think it was great that he did that. because, like, for to be from Buffalo and get to play at the Bills Stadium with that many people is pretty incredible. Yeah, that'll make you wet your. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you were just telling a story about when you were playing in France, uh, San Rafael, France. Yeah, we were there in the Navy, and uh, I was on a small hospital type ship. Yeah, and uh, long story short. Uh, one of the girls that came to the pier, they always come to the pier, they try to sell you stuff and this and that. Turns out she was spoke English. Okay. And, uh, her father owned a, a really nice restaurant music bar. And I told her I play saxophone. She said, bring it. I mean, I had it with me on a ship. Yeah. And we took it down there and it was the, probably the highlight of my life. We were singing. I was, I was, I was playing. It was mostly R&B. Mm-hmm. And these guys, which was the cool part, they were singing... Rock and roll songs, but in French. In French, yeah. And then one time, and he, the one guy looked at me. A couple of them spoke a little English, and he went. He made their gesture to sing, and I went, "Yeah." Now I cannot remember it. Could have been what I say, <laughs> you 
You know, I could have been that song, and yeah. I started singing it in English, and the place went crazy. Yeah, I, I I was ready to cry. Yeah, that was the highlight of my life. So then we leave, and then we found out on the way home back to the ship, it's about a mile walk. We found out that there was an outdoor, some sort of an outdoor concert going on. So we went in there, and it, the band was playing kind of goofy, funky stuff. But there was probably a couple hundred people there. Yeah. And the guy saw me holding my saxophone. He calls me up. And they were ready to quit. And I go, one more song. He spoke pretty good English. Yeah. And I never in my life played Alouetta. <laughs> but somehow it popped in my head. And I was fortunately good at that kind of stuff, just picking it up. And I started playing Alouetta. Everybody started singing. Next thing I know, there's about 200 people walking all around the downtown. Being like, Alouetta. Yeah. And, and the officers from the ship were there. <laughs> Which is funny, because everybody was there yeah. who, was, who had liberty that night. Oh, that's funny. And uh, the, the one officer looked at me. He was a good guy. He was from Erie PA. And he just, he shook his head and he did that waving a finger at me. Yeah, right. I said, oh, crap, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Next morning, he goes, you know what? He goes, that was the funniest thing I ever saw in my life. Yeah. He goes, that was great. And it was. I was like, I, I almost couldn't sleep that night. Yeah. You know, so every time some, one of the guys in the next few days or weeks would come up to me, they'd start singing Alouette. Alouette. <laughs> I knew all the words at that point. Right? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was a highlight of my life for playing. I mean, it just happened out of, out of nowhere. Yeah. The girl went, bring your saxophone. You can play. That's very... And the guys in the band were wonderful. Yeah. You know, for... That's why music is the international language. Yes. You got yes. six, seven guys. No, it was one girl and, and, and me and the guys. And you don't have to talk to each other. You just play and it's there. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I was going to say, too. I mean, I've, I've always been jealous because, like, obviously I inherited a lot of my musicality from you. But the one thing I didn't is that you you don't really read music. You just have an ear well, I can read You it. can, but like you're more, I feel like your strength lies more in your ear. One and of my like, father's musicians in his band told me that when I was about 16, he yeah. goes, he goes, you, you you know, you got a nice talent for just yeah. picking it up. And I didn't realize I did. Yeah. And I could still read, but, but that came unimportant. Uh, well, and, that. and that's the skill because I can read music and I might, I have, I have an ear, but yeah. I find, um, I find often that my ear I need to I need to be looking at it, which is which is fine. But I I'm jealous because I wish I had a little bit more of that. I like, didn't even know because you could just turn on like a you would just turn on a CD and just play with it. You could just go, and that's also like the jazz in, inclination of. Just, well, that's what I started my, when I was I started in eighth grade, and there was a, a a black station in Buffalo, yeah, which we still have. And my my father used to hear me playing the music to it. Yeah. And he came up one time. I was upstairs in the apartment. And he goes, where'd you get the, the music? I said, I didn't. I'm just playing. Yeah. Um, well, so I wanted to, there were two stories that I just think are, are, are fun. We'll start with the one that's still music connected. Because we talked about this when we were waiting because we got to the game or we got to the, um, oh, uh, the concert very early. So Carly Simon, the musician, and James... Taylor, the, the musician, used to date. They used to be married. I no, think. they were married. And please tell the story of you and an ex-girlfriend. Okay. Ex-girlfriend and I, just, it was a few days after Labor Day, and we wanted to go on a little vacation. We went to AAA. Long story short, the lady said, have you ever been to Martha's Vineyard? We said, no, she's got to go. It's beautiful. And after Labor Day, it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. So she, back in the day, I mean, this is 85, maybe 84, probably 85. She arranged everything we got to, we, we stayed in this beautiful there wasn't bed and breakfast then it was it was a 
home turned into a six bedroom. It was gorgeous. Yes. And uh, we got, so, you know, you, to get to Martha's Vineyard, you have to take the boat. Yeah. So you have to make, I don't know how it is now, you had to make a reservation. Now we're back in the Stone Age here, no cell phones, none of this stuff. And uh, so we're, we're there and the boat's ready to leave and we're on the, the, I get on, I get on to the ramp and I get onto the boat, her and I, and there's one spot left. We pull in and then in front of each spot there was a bench. So I get, I had just bought a Carly Simon album. And she was one of my faves. Yeah. And I liked him, too. I kind of like a little folk music. Uh-huh. And uh, we're sitting there, and I said to her, I said, honey, it's Carly Simon. She goes, you're nuts. I go, it's Carly Simon. Look at her. <laughs> and she was so beautiful. Yeah. I go, come on. I know it. I just bought the album. She goes, well, don't go asking her for an autograph. I said, I'm not. Yeah. I said, I want to make her feel comfortable. She's by herself. Yeah. So I, I, we go, and we sit down right next to each other. And I said, hi, Carly. <laughs> she just looked at me like she knew me and I yeah. said oh I'm sorry I said my name's Bill this is my girlfriend so and so I said uh, we're from Buffalo and she goes oh and she goes you've, you've, you're vacationing here and I told her where we're staying she said it's beautiful there so I started asking her questions so we had a really nice fluid conversation the three of us about you know what I asked her yeah. if there was a place where we could rent a bike. Uh-huh. She went, no, but there's a place that rents these little scooters. So we we went there and we that was fun. Yeah, of course. Then you had to go to the bridge with the Kennedy thing. Oh, oh you, had everybody, you had to. Oh go God, there. yeah. What's that? Uh, I can't remember it now. Is that Chapa 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 Quiddick? Quiddick, yeah. And of course we went there because everybody went there, and there was a restaurant right by it. So anyway, we. Uh, we were talking, we're talking, and she goes, I was in Buffalo once, and I said, yeah, Kleinhands, I saw you. I think it was Kleinhands. Anyway, yeah. she just looked at me, and I said, where's James? And I had read in Rolling Stone that he doesn't like to be called Jim. Jim. So I said, she goes, oh. She goes, well, he'll be here in a couple hours. I said, I got one question for you. I said, can you tell us a place to go hear live music? Yeah, which, want, which, like dance. You, which you assume... They, the musicians will know. And then she goes like this. She goes, what kind? I said, anything, folk, rock, a little jazz, whatever. She goes, there's a place that my husband and I go to. And I'm still in my head. I'm going, geez, I'm talking to Carly Simon. And her husband is James Taylor. <laughs> I was hoping somebody would play a slow song so I could ask her to dance. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, she goes, she goes, yeah, just go over there. She goes, every night about eight. She goes, and it's got great food. It's reasonable. It's not expensive. She goes, you'll love it. So that night, so then we said goodbye. We both got in our cars and drove. And she wasn't that far from us. Yeah. And it's just a, such a beautiful place. Everybody should go there yeah. once. And anyway, we, uh, that, that first night we didn't, we didn't go. We were tired and driving and everything. So the next night I said to my girlfriend, I said, let's go over there. And it would, but we had eaten someplace nearby. So it was about quarter to eight. I said, let's just go there hear some music. I want to yeah. hear some music. Because the place is peaceful and beautiful, but I'm young and I want I want to boogie, I want to dance. Yeah. Anyway, we walk in, and it's like a long bar, and the meals were finished, and there's there's Carly Simon and James Taylor, and she goes like this. She goes, "Hi, Bill. Hi. I'm not going to say it." Yeah. And I went like, "Oh my God, she remembered us," and she goes, "I can't believe this." My girlfriend goes, I can't believe this. I go, I can. I can. So we're ready to, we're just going to walk by and say hello. Yeah. And James Taylor goes, Carly, is that Bill you were talking about, talking to from Buffalo? <laughs> and I said, I'm telling you, I almost lost it. Yeah, you almost shit your pants. Oh, pretty much. It was close. <laughs> and I was like, 
oh my God. And he gets up, he, I'm sorry, he introduces himself. He says, what do you guys, says, and it was kind of a jazz band, jazz, little, little rock. And he says, why don't you guys have a seat? We'll have a drink. He goes, did you eat already? I said, yeah, we did. And I couldn't believe, I thought we'd never see him again. Yeah, that's why. We wound up having a couple of drinks, laughing, talking. And then she said to me, she goes, when I, next time, if I play Buffalo again, she goes, if you're going to go, just go up to my people up in the stage. I forget what she called them. Yeah. Security. She goes, tell them who you are and I'll come out and talk to you. But I don't think she played. Yeah, she may she may have not played. I don't think she played. They split that. up. They wound yeah. up getting divorced and all this stuff. But it was like, cool. so of course I come home and nobody believes. <laughs> nobody me. believes like, you. Get out of here, you I mean, weirdo! I mean, like, why? Why would they? Could be, only because it is such a wild story. Yeah, and I was at work. I was yeah. working at the post office at the time. Yeah. People come up to me. Girls would come up to me, busting me, say, "Hey, Carly Simon's in a, at the back door." <laughs> all this, you know, it was. It was the coolest thing ever. Finally, the only person that actually believed me the first time was your mom. Yeah. Was, was your mom. And she goes, nobody could make that up. No, because... I said I didn't. There but, are there are too many parts to the story. To there was no up. cell phones then. Yes. Now, I had a 35 millimeter camera, and I did take a couple pictures. Uh, ask me for $1,000. I couldn't tell you where they are. Yeah, where are they? Who knows? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was the coolest thing, man. That's so funny. Well, and then speaking of... Stories that are highly unreal, unrealistic. The other one I want you to share is about Natalie Wood. So Natalie Wood, for any of you who may not, if the name doesn't ring a bell, she drowned. Well, yes, she did unfortunately drown. Well, that's what they're saying. No, I know, but I mean the um, she's like Maria in West Side Story. That's like that's the easiest kind of attachment that I feel like very talented yes, woman uh, um, who famously kind of went missing off the side of a boat. Christopher Walken is the only person alive who was on that boat. Yeah, he was the last to see her. That's why I don't remember. We, but they said we, that we, we need to get some answers from Mr. Christopher Walken. One of her friends did say that she was not a good swimmer. Yeah. well, if you, if you dump off a ship, and believe me, I know a little about this. You dump off a ship at night, you are automatically going to get scared. Well, that's like scare me. I don't know if you saw the stuff last summer about the, the this, this one actress, Naya Rivera, who was on the show. I did see part of that. Glee. She went out to this lake in California with her son and they were out swimming, and all he all he remembers is that she had enough strength to put him back on the boat, and then she just sunk down because they think the current. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, scary it can, at it, night too. Even yeah, for me, yeah. even for a guy that swims and yeah. was in the navy and everything else. But so, not speaking about poor Natalie Wood's death. Tell the story about when you're you're on. This is when you're we're on a station in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, okay. I'm 18 years old. Yes. I had just gotten to my first duty station. Yes, and we were. We had just come back from Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, and I'm just getting used to Jacksonville. You know, I just when we got there, we went right away, and I made friends with a buddy of mine had a 650 Triumph for all you bikers out there, had a 650 Triumph, and he goes, and we we didn't have a I'm sorry we didn't have a pot to piss in neither we're sailors we don't yeah. have any money, and he goes let's go to Daytona it's less than an hour away I went we don't have any money I think we had between us thirteen dollars yeah. And he goes, that's okay. We'll just have a couple beers, and then we'll come back later. I said, great. I, I mean, I've never been to Daytona. I read about it. Yeah. I'm an 18-year-old kid. I want to go everywhere. Yeah. So we get on a bike, and we get there. And we, I don't think we were out. We're on a highway. Now, there's no AAA now, and there's none of this. Uh, there's no cell phones. No. You're on a highway. Your car takes a crap. you got to wait for a cop to come by. Yep. 
So all of a sudden we see this little, um, oh, it was a little British sports car. I, I, I had one. Oh, um, Triumph. A Volkswagen? Oh, okay. No, and it was a little sports car. And we see this woman there standing by it with a big flat and a bat rear tire. So my 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 buddy Rick, he's he became a doctor. I don't know what he's doing now. And uh, we stopped and we went to where we said, "Can we help you?" Yeah. She goes, "Oh my God, yeah, can you?" So we look and we look at her and Rick goes, "That's um, Natalie Wood." Natalie Wood. I go, "It is. That's Natalie Wood." So we didn't. I said, "I said to her, you're Natalie Wood, right?" She, she goes, yeah. She goes, Natalie Wood's got a flat tire. Remember we all, <laughs> remember we all laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, even we get flat tires. Yeah. So I said, you got a spare? She goes, yeah. It was a Triumph, a little Triumph. So Rick and I changed the tire, took it all. I mean, I would have washed it for her. I would have yeah. peed on it and washed it. You know? <laughs> but anyway, so we we fixed it. And she looks at us. She says, I thank you so much. Where are you guys going? I said, we're just going to Daytona for the day. She goes, you're lucky because... It wasn't the big fest, but there was something going on. And she directed us to, oh, which nice. was fun, yeah. near the beach. And she says, she goes, I, I, this I'll never forget. She goes, I'm going to give you some money for helping me. So we're not going to say no. She pulls out a $50 bill. Now, nowadays, that'd be like, get 200 Yeah. At least. Yeah. And she goes, here, guys. She goes, have some fun when you're in Daytona. I'm telling you. I don't know how I didn't go to the bathroom right there. It was like... <laughs> That was that was a week's pay. Yeah. And I went like, thank you. And then she leaves and we go on a bike. And, she, and then, of course, we wound up staying in Daytona because we had a few too many popsicles. Yeah, well, and luckily. We, and we wound up, we, we, go on, we go to the beach and there was benches there. Yeah. So he parks his bike and they had not cops, but security people clearing yeah. it. So we go to sleep on the benches. Now we're having a bag. Oh, God. This cop kept waking us up every hour. Now, and I said, I said, I'm in the Navy. I showed him my thing. I says, we can't drive back. Somebody's no. going to arrest us. Yeah. I said, we got to sleep here. So the guy let us sleep there. Oh, nice. Till the morning. And there of course, go. we get back to the ship and everybody's going, yeah, Natalie Wood's in the back. You yeah, know, they, she's, are, they are. She's in the back waiting for the server. <laughs> They're not going to believe it. Nobody you. believed it. No. You have so many. Uh, uh, oh, you, God. It could talk for three well, hours. Didn't you like to. Didn't you hang out with OJ for for a while too? Not that I would necessarily yep. publicize that, but you 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 like he came to some. You 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 he used in, to hang out at and, at, at Hurdle, and at, you invited him to a fundraiser, and he actually showed up. Yep, we had a baseball fundraiser. Where half of our money was for the team, and half of it was going to Buffalo Boys Town. Okay, because we were sponsors then. Yeah, and me and my buddy John, and uh, he walks into the, to the bar Mulligans when it was on Hurdle. Yeah. But Buffalo people don't know that, especially yeah. my age or younger. And uh, he walks in there, and I happened to be the dirtiest one that day. I slid in a couple of bases. Yeah. And I was the catcher. And he looks at me. We're standing by the bar. He's with his wife. And he, he goes like, how come you're so dirty? Them other guys ain't dirty. It was being funny. Yeah. And I said, well, they don't want to slide. They don't want to get their uniform dirty for yeah. later. It was softball. So he goes like this. He goes, here, let me get you guys a drink. It was me and John. So he gets us a drink, and then he sees us drinking with OJ, talking to him and this and that. <laughs> Turns out that he always wanted to go to Mulligan's, that, and he, he, they went in. So I told him, I said, you know, we're having, in two weeks, it was the end of the season. It yeah. was like this time of the year now. Yeah. I go, we're having a thing at Front Park in Buffalo. And I said, love it if you, come, if you came over. I said, I said you don't, it's a donation. I told him what it was for. He goes, what time are you guys playing? I said, 1 o'clock. 
He said, what time is it over? I told him a couple hours, you know, this and that. Yeah. He shows up with his wife and hands us $500. Which, again, at the time is And everybody's just looking at it. Oh, oh my God. That was, I'm going to say, late 90s, maybe 90. Yeah. Whenever he played. And uh, couldn't believe it. And even our coach goes like, that's OJ. Yeah. I said, yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. And then he's, we're high-fiving each <laughs> yeah, which, other. Yeah, which, you know. And then he's walking away, and I said, you coming over tonight, or you're going to stiff me again? Yeah, well. And we're laughing. We're laughing and having a great, that's before he got in trouble. That's before. <laughs> and uh, he showed, gave us the thing, and then I wanted him to show up for the presentation of it, but he said, nah, he said, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he said, I'm going to get a thousand letters. I'm, I'm remembering, um. The, there was the tweet when this stuff with that stupid Bills player who won't get vaccinated, Cole Beasley. Beasley, Cole Beasley. Yeah, but there was a OJ tweeted some. He basically said like, "You're dragging the team down. Get vaccinated. Shut up." Yeah, I saw and that someone, in the paper. someone shared it, and they were like, "When the murderer has some good points over you, is maybe when you need to reconsider <laughs> your stance." Actually, I you know I was so disappointed with that. He was such a nice guy, and his wife was nice too. They were so. This nice was to not. Us. This was not Nicole Brown. This was like his wife here. Yeah, whoever he was, whoever married he was to. married to when he was on the team, not Nicole. Where was he? Yeah. Was he married to her? Was it? Was it her? I, I don't remember. I don't know. This is so long ago. It, you know. I, no, I think she was from California. I don't think she was here. Something like that. But she was so nice, and I, he bought us about. He wound up buying almost the whole team drinks. Well, then he uh, murdered two people. So. Well. <laughs> That wasn't very nice. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't his best day. Um, I any, didn't send him any nasty letters. Though. Any other last stories you want to share before we take a quick break? Anything else you can think of top of mind that is that is good? Uh, well, it's probably a million of them. But yeah, we'll 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 have we'll have you back at some point, and we'll we'll do more. So we're gonna take a little a little bit of a break. We're gonna come back with our trash of the week. So be okay. we're back so now we're gonna share our trash of the week so i'm gonna let my dad go first this is not necessarily um happened this week but this happened recently Uh, Um, last year last last time last year and it's just rude and so i just wanted him to share this well anyway uh uh, march march of 2019 i had a mild stroke and uh yeah you know those of you out there who have had similar or issues uh you understand that you know, I went through all the therapy and all the stuff and did everything I was supposed to do. And fortunately for me, made a pretty good comeback. Yeah. And uh, there was this bar I used to go to with my then girlfriend. And we would go and we would dance and they had different bands every week. It was a lot of fun. Have a couple of beers and come home. It was fun. And uh, and then we split up. We split up. Well, she actually had to go with her, her see her parents in another another state and uh after a few weeks i went in there and i went in there i said i want to hear some music so i walk in and i got a cane now i got a cane and i have a i have a lifetime limp on my left leg yeah okay i'm i'm used to all this i'm not crying about it it's what it is it's what it is yeah and um so i'm sitting there i'm sitting there at the bar and i see this good looking attractive older woman now, you know when somebody's in her 60s, and she was a damn good-looking woman for, for her age, and I'm wondering why she's by herself. 
Why doesn't she have a boyfriend? She's got about six or seven of her friends there with her, which I have seen before. And some of them wave to me, hello, and this and that. But at the, I'm at the bar and she's staring at me and she's staring at me. And the guy next to me goes, I want you to go over there. That chick's staring at you. I went, yeah, maybe I will. As soon as I got to go to the bathroom, which she was standing right near. So after the first set, I get up and I go, well, okay, I take the cane. Because at that time I couldn't walk without it. Now I can. And I walk, I walk by her and I see her and she looks at me. Now she still doesn't see it. She looks at me because there's a lot of people. She goes, Oh, I was wondering when you're going to come and say hello. I go, well, hello. She goes, I've seen you before. And then I take a couple steps and she sees the cane. She goes, oh, I didn't know you were a cripple. And I, <laughs> I went like, thank God it's my, it's me. Yeah. I mean, I went like, I'm a what? I'm a what? <laughs> and she, and then she didn't repeat it. I said, you know. well, I guess I'm a cripple. And the guy on the end of the bar, the end of the bar heard it. There was some sort of football game yeah. with the sound off on. And, and then I went like this. I said, excuse me, the cripple's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom, which is about 10 feet away. And I come back. And I'm walking, and she's nowhere to be seen. She disappeared. Oh, she got the hell out of there. And then the guy looks at me, and he goes, well, I bet you the first time anybody ever called you that, called you a cripple. <laughs> I said, yeah. I said, I guess I'm a cripple. And he goes, come here, sit down. He bought me a drink. There you go. Buy and a then, drink for the cripple. And then he goes, I says... I said, I can't believe it. I said, I thought I've seen it all, heard it all. Yeah. I said, but I guess I'm a cripple. I said, maybe I should put a sign on the side of my house, cripple lives here. You should. <laughs> cripple residence. Yeah. We're going to get one of those um, signs, like when it says, like, um, you know, like there's... For the street. Yeah, or it's going to say cripple area. Be careful, cripple lives yeah, here. Yeah, cripple, <laughs> cripple lives here. Um, a crazy vet lives exactly, here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> My trash goes out to someone I've complained about on this p- podcast before. Um, now, at former View co-host Megan uh, McCain. Uh, she has now left The View, thank God, because I don't want to look at her anymore. But she would go on that program every day and yell about how, and just yell about how people were being silenced and how speech is being taken away and all of this shit. And then the irony of the fact that now on her Twitter account, she, so I don't know if you know how this works, but on Twitter, yeah, you, you can tweet something and then people can reply to it. Yeah. But she has now, you can lock it where you can, s- stop replies to your to your tweets so she's locked her twitter account where she can still say something but you can't reply and i'm like weren't you just yelling about silencing people on tv but now you've decided that you're gonna silence anyone who wants to respond to you that's just my general trash is just i don't like why are you tweeting out something if you don't want people to reply to it keep the keep the thought to to yourself that if you're putting something out into into the world people are gonna are gonna respond to you that's just how that's just how it works that's good trash because about a million people probably did that a hundred percent so that's that's really just that for the week um my my dad's not on social media so he does you're not gonna follow him anywhere so um you can follow I me got I one guess. more but I'm gonna shut up no yeah we'll 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 do it at a different time <laughs> uh you can follow me at, at Michael Koyak on Twitter and Instagram at Michael Koyak on TikTok you can follow the podcast at that's trash pod on Twitter and Instagram and that's trash with Michael Koyak on Facebook and you can visit our website at that's trashpod.com. Thanks, Dad, for coming on the podcast. Call Wahoo anytime. Call Wahoo anytime. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to That's Trash with Michael Wachowiak. Our music is provided by Lightbeats. 
Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and visit our website at thatstrashpod.com. Thank you.